What's up, y'all? Right back at it. Welcome to the Cajun Libertarian Live. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian. If you're new to the show, thank you for watching. Uh, you're going to have a great time, and it's absolutely awesome. And so um, appreciate having all of you here. Uh, thank you for all the support. It's absolutely incredible. Um, if you haven't joined the Seafood Caucus, you need to go join the Seafood Caucus. I say it every episode because... You know, it's an awesome caucus. It's the caucus. I'm sure my man Jonathan is going to have something to say about that. But first, uh, about that seafood caucus, let me uh, let me put this guy's photo on the screen real quick. Look at that right up there. Isn't that glorious? That's Jack Casey, author of the Royal Green Series. Promoter. And... Uh, just an incredible guy. Uh, <laughs> I I don't want to stick to the script on what he said or what he wrote, and so I will uh, I will go off script. I, I don't know what this looks like to y'all. It's right up there on my end. There's Jack Casey, right there, author of the Royal Green series, phenomenal author, um, fantastic guy. Please go buy his books on Amazon. They're very very ready and ready for your consumption, not just your uh, buyership, <laughs> I guess. And so please, please go uh, go get Jack Casey's books. He is awesome. Uh, he is with the Muddy Waters Media Crew. He is a sponsor there and a friend. like that guy a lot. So please, please grab his books and um, join the Seafood Caucus, obviously. Like I said, Jonathan is going to have a lot to say about some caucuses. I believe we'll see what happens. Um, if you don't know, then Eskimo Libertarian and myself have joined with Muddied Waters Media, and we will be starting our own show uh, this Sunday. And so tune in for that. Uh, obviously, that's going to be incredible. There's a lot of noise about it. We're raising funds to get Eskimo, her husband, her little baby, um, Matt Wright and his significant other, um, and then obviously Spike and Tash are going to be there as well at the Tunica event where we'll be raising funds for a nonprofit and the Libertarian State Party. So uh, those fundraisers will be in comments and all over the place. And, and please help us out. And uh, let's see. Let me check my notes real quick. Is there anything else I got to say? Uh, PayPal. Clubhouse after party for Jonathan and I will be at noon tomorrow. And so um, please tune in for that because, you know, these podcasts are very short for obvious reasons. We have like 45 minutes max to, to try to nail down exactly what we want to say and the message we want to get across. That's not enough time. Uh, the reason we keep them short like that is because we want people to click on them and they're not going to click on them if they're 14 hours long. And so anything that we have. To expound upon, we will do so in Clubhouse, and uh, this guy's running for Congress in the state of Alabama, on the coast, by the way, which is not far from me. So with that being said, always, as we say, let's bring him on. Jonathan. Good to be here. Listen, <laughs> yeah. listen, um, I, I, I went back, I do always do a lot of research. I went back and I watched as many episodes of the show as possible. And 
I, I, I pulled something out of my cabinet for you that I think might be good for tonight. Oh, it's green. It's green. It doesn't work. Oh, man. It exposed that I'm in front of a green screen. I got my Tony's here. No. I got the no, big no, no. bottle. I love it. That is the big bottle. It doesn't matter what the color is. The name is right there on the front. Tony's. No lick. Or she always watches my show, Eskimo Libertarian. So, again, another win for Cajun Seafood. Thank you, my man. Um, but I do have one question. I know you're a big Tony's guy, but I have one question. I'm going to turn the green screen off for this one. Uh, what about the Slap Your Mama? Do you know about that? I know much about Slap Your Mama, and I believe that to be a very, very, very close second place. Ah, see, I think this is the first place, but I like I, right. I have the I have the red bottle as well. Um, oh. I feel like the red. Oh yeah, the red bottle is where it's at. Um, I like the red bottle better than the yellow bottle. Yeah, the extra spicy. The extra spicy. That's right. <laughs> and if so, you're from from too far north, then extra spicy means uh, too much mayonnaise. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, see, seafood. Uh, it's got to have. Got to have it. Yeah. Anything else. I don't want it. No, it's got to have seasoning. I like it fresh caught right out of the river, right out of the ocean over an amp over an open fire. But, but I have then, to have my seasonings. Got to yes. add your seasoning. Exactly. Some garlic, some melted butter. I mean, my could Oh, wait. Oh, no. Jimmy. Man. What do you mean say no to mayonnaise? We got to have mayonnaise, bro. No, no mayonnaise. Say no to mayonnaise. That's where you <laughs> lost me. I'm, yeah. I'm out of here. I'll storm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like mayonnaise on your burger? Mm, no mayonnaise ever. No. Oh, no, man. thank you. We were going so good. Jimmy, I should have never pulled your comment up. Uh, I blame Jimmy as well. <laughs> it was Jimmy's fault for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you are in, uh, you're right on the coast in Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not in Mobile. That'd be the closest to the coast. Um, but I am in South Alabama. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm on the border of South Alabama. If with like if you're driving to Panama City or something like that, um, that would be the closest uh, major major city in Florida. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm close enough to the coast. Yeah, yeah, you're you're close enough for sure. I think uh, I might be closer than you. Uh, you yeah, no, I, I'm actually from South Louisiana. I was actually born and raised closer to the coast. I spent I split my time between uh, Baton Rouge and Biloxi, and so. But now you are closer now. I'll give you those creds for sure. I'm in Jackson, Mississippi now. Yeah, we, we got into it on Clubhouse about uh, how I go and eat the seafood at Shoney's. And you were asking how close I am to the coast. And then I was like, well, where's he at? I kind of looked. Facebook stalked you a little bit and yeah. uh, found out that I am closer to the coast than you. So my seafood is more fresh than your seafood, presumably. Currently. At Currently. A, yeah, at the certain rate that we are in specifically now, yes, you are uh, you are closer to the coast, which would dictate a fresher seafood than mine. But if we're going to argue that point, you are eating that seafood at Shoney's. Just saying. Shoney's. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here with the. Uh, with the chair of the Libertarian Party Shoney's Caucus, the Shoney's yeah, Bear. This yeah. is our chair. 
Yes, indeed. So it, it, when I said uh, that we were going live in five, I did have somebody uh, put that in the comments, like talk about the uh, Shoney's caucus. And, you know, I was like, oh, I'm sure it's going to get brought up. Well, yeah, of course, it's going to be brought up. Um, you know, what's I, I will. I, I don't want to just dive into a Shoney's rabbit hole here, but we are having fun. Um, <laughs> but so the thing that people don't realize about the Shoney's caucus, um, you know, they they view it as like a joke where it's just like we're fighting with the Waffle House caucus and it's another food caucus or whatever. But when it was started, the 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 mission of the Shoney's caucus was to create something that would be a fun caucus that people would want to get involved in. But to be involved in it, you you need to be doing stuff in your community. Um, that big outreach event that happened up in Tennessee where Spike came in and uh, there's a great picture of Dave Jones with a Shoney's bear behind him and Spike's like trying to choke him out. Um, that that whole event started in the Shoney's caucus group where we decided that it would be a great idea since Shoney's has uh, they're famous for their breakfast buffet. What if we put together our own breakfast buffet and fed the homeless and uh, the people that can't afford to eat? So it started as a joke, but when we started the joke, we had the expressed desire to use that joke for community outreach and voluntary efforts. And it, that's, I mean, that's what libertarianism is all about. It's, it, you can't just say, oh, well, the government shouldn't do these things if you don't have a plan to put in place to help people that need to be helped. That's right. So oh, that's what that's what the Shoney's Caucus is all about. So when people when people <laughs> hate on the Shoney's Caucus, they're really hating on the most libertarian caucus. Because whoa, I was up with I, I was with you there until that point. So uh, well, I, uh, okay, well, I I will I will challenge anyone at the Waffle House Caucus use the caucus to help people, and then we'll talk. That's my challenge. So, uh, in regards to that, now I know you know I have to obviously plug the Seafood Caucus. Sure. For, what are you guys doing? For valid reasons, we are uh, going to be uh, removing government regulations from the seafood industry. Oh, there's a big, yep. There's a huge issue in Alaska with Eskimo Libertarian in her state with uh, bycatch from trolling, and so that's something that we want to weed out. Uh, we don't want a bunch of dead animals due to the fact that you're trying to mass catch. That's not very libertarian. That's not humanitarian. No. That's not being a good human being. So we want to keep as many animals as alive as we can. Uh, and a big reason that that's happening up there is because of federal regulation and governmental regulation. Uh, another big issue that we want to address as the Seafood Caucus is, well, we I did not coin this phrase, okay? So I'm not taking credit for it, but I love it. It's called Carpageddon. <laughs> and there's a, a huge carp issue in our country, in mm -hmm. our, our byways and our, our, uh, our rivers and, and downstreams and things of that nature where carp is actually an invasive species sure. that eats up the ecosystem that they're in with no natural predator. And while there are good predators for them, 
their breeding process is unbelievable. And so, like you with the Shoney's Caucus, which I didn't know, but I'll give you creds for since you put it out there. We are actually going to use the Seafood Caucus for positive purposes. But it did start out as fun. We will keep it as fun. But oh, yeah. There's is- nothing wrong with having fun and enacting positive change in the world. You you can't get people just to jump in on your cause if if there's not like a hook to it. And the hook's either going to be doom and gloom or it's going to be fun. So why not use the fun to fix some of the doom and gloom? That's what I'm talking about. You're preaching my language. I mean, I love that so much. Um, I'm a wholehearted believer in taking messaging and uh, uh, appropriately packaging it so that it's not just informative but entertaining and it draws people to the movement. Um, I think that's what's most important. And we need to utilize these fun times and these fun groups to actually affect change. And that's something that you're doing down there in South Alabama. And so I'm curious, what was it that made you change, you know, uh, run for Congress is, you know, what I'm really getting at. What was it about South Alabama and district two that made you want to say, you know what, I'm tired of waiting on somebody else. I'm going to do this myself. So, I guess we'll bring the mood down a little bit then. Uh, so, um, what uh, what got me involved? So, I, I've run for office once before. I ran for state house whenever I was living in Georgia, right across the line, where 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 we're currently located is is the southern uh, corners of Georgia. They meet with Alabama and Florida, so it's it's called the Wiregrass area. And so I was right over the border in Georgia and then I'd moved over to Alabama and I'd ran before. I really, I I enjoyed it. There were some really, really rewarding things that happened whenever I was running before, but I didn't know if I'd ever do it again. Um, But then a year ago, a year ago, actually this week, um, that was when George Floyd was murdered and there were a lot of my friends that were rightfully upset. I was very upset and, you know, gave me an opportunity to have some conversations about, you know, the Libertarian Party and the Libertarian solutions to those things. I was still involved, but I wasn't planning on running. And, you know, people were um, soon after that. That's when uh, Justin Amash and it was about 14 other Congress people uh, got together and uh, were trying to put out the end qualified immunity uh, bill that didn't go anywhere. And there were a lot of people that were still following what was going on in the wake of George Floyd that were very upset about that. And, you know, all oh, the people in Congress aren't worth anything, all that stuff. And I was like, okay, well then run for office. And I kept saying that to people run for office, run for office, run for office, run for office. Nobody wanted to do it. And finally, I I was fed up one day and I just posted, okay, somebody, half of my friends list every single day is posting about what's going on in the world and what the problems are. You need to run for office. That's the only way to affect change. That the changes that you are specifically talking about run for office. And that's the only way to affect those changes. If you want the, the qualified immunity to, to end, you need people in office that are going to end it. And right now, it's very apparent 
that we don't have those people. If we've got 14 people, that's that's not enough. It's not enough to pass it. So run for office. Nobody wanted to run for office. So I reflected on it for a while and uh, reluctantly jumped in. Uh, there were a few other reasons that weren't necessarily uh, things that I wanted to do um, from an elected office that that pushed me towards running, but that was that was what got the ball rolling. The qualified I, I, immunity subject. Yeah, qualified immunity, absolutely. Nice. Um, but it's my opinion that it is not just uh, your duty to vote; it is your duty to run for office. Hmm. And well, if you if you want to complain about stuff. You complaining only goes so far. Um, you got to get in there and get your hands dirty every now and then. Yeah, uh, I yeah, for sure. You know, every now let me say this though: everybody has their roles, right? Sure, and sure. So, um, I don't want everybody to think that Jonathan's telling everyone to run for office. That's not what he means. I am. Talk- <laughs> I am. I want everyone to run. I, but but hey, you don't have to run for Congress. You can run for dog catcher. You know, you love okay. you love animals. Run go. for dog catcher. You know, you you uh, have a thing for uh, you know watching those uh, autopsy shows on television or whatever. Uh, run for coroner. You know, everybody can get involved in something. There's plenty of positions out there, and and we as libertarians are always uh, you know we we brag about the the what five hundred and 40 or whatever uh, elected libertarians we have. We could have a lot more if everybody would just run. Yeah, we could have a lot more. And so, uh, I, but I do think that one of the, <laughs> what are you looking at the comments? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're rolling in. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Steven. Yeah. Uh, I'm wearing my um, Gerard way uh, cosplay right now. So I can look like my chemical romance, the emo libertarian. There we go. I am not seeing that comment. Yeah. Uh, Steven says run as the emo libertarian. So I guess. Oh, that... I, s- <laughs> I saw that. That was way back there. <laughs> oh, well, it's just showing up for me. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. The emo libertarian. That's. Oh, there we go. We'll look. We'll go. Uh, Steven, I'll give you the creds, but there it is. Oh, there we go. Lib- Liberty Shamrocker says. I didn't emo even see that one. It just popped up. Yeah. No, that's I look, I to let y'all know, I complimented Jonathan on his outfit. I'm always in basketball shorts, a t-shirt, and a hat. And so that's that's just who I am. But uh I envy Jonathan for coming on here and, and looking very debonair, very classy. I have to, I always have to look classy because I have long hair. That's that's the uh, I have long hair and a mustache. So I have to kind of spruce it up a little bit if i'm gonna yeah. if i'm gonna run for office you know yeah yeah when's your uh are you it's 2022 right 2022 that's right yeah, yeah i will not be getting a haircut i mean i'll get a trim but i will not be like uh making myself professional have people asked you to do that oh of course of course really yeah absolutely Okay. All right. That's not something I would ever ask you to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm self projecting here. Sorry. I care about uh policy and what you're what you're running on. I you know I, I, uh, I 
But whenever I ran before, and that was that was one of the reasons why I didn't want to run again. And that was one of my prerequisites was if I run again, I will not be cutting my hair off because I did cut my hair off when I ran previously. Um, and I hated it. Okay. I'd, yeah. All right. I, I see now. Okay. Yeah. But no, the red tie stands out great on the, on the, uh, on the black shirt. I do have to ask you though, because sure. you, you have a green screen. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. Why'd you go with the brick format back there? I went with the brick format. Um, I had a few different options. Um, I had the uh, Shoney's uh, <laughs> seafood buffet uh, right there. Um, I had the, uh, I had the living room. I could have gone living room. Um, <laughs> Matches your outfit. Yeah. No, well the living room's, the living room's classy. It's like, yeah, we're just yeah, here. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Very classy. I don't know if you watch the office, but that's one of my favorite shows. Oh, I love the office. Absolutely. Yeah. Classy. <laughs> Not classy enough with the shonies. Seafood, uh, seafood buffet. <laughs> seafood. But that is, that has to be your, uh, your local shonies there because I've never heard of a shonies that offered seafood. So, um, yeah, they do it on, uh, just Friday and Saturday nights and they, they pretty much get rid of like all the vegetables. Like you go in and it is nothing but seafood. They maybe have some like grits and maybe like, uh, maybe some, maybe some green beans. And, and, and if you count hush puppies as a vegetable, but then the rest is all seafood. They just load it up. I'll take it. Hush puppies as a vegetable is a win for me because I love them dudes. Yeah, like, oh man. <laughs> I like the jalapeno uh hush puppies specifically. Has to be cornbread too. I don't know if anybody makes uh uh what would you what else would you make them out of? Uh, yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. I don't know, dude. I've been all over the country and technically uh, there's a lot of people from all over the world that watch the show and chime in. I've heard some crazy things, man. And so I, I have to put that out there. Uh hush puppies have to be made by corn with cornbread. And so very important. You'd be surprised. Look, let me give you an example. Uh, I, I just want to let you know that the idea of hush puppies without them being cornbread has upset me on a deep emotional level. <laughs> and I've been processing that this whole time and I'm very upset by it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to make your day way worse. Uh, oh God. <laughs> I recently received some information that there are actually a lot of people that put cinnamon uh, rolls in their chili or put chili on their cinnamon rolls. I believe that you heard heard this from the same person that I heard this from. And, and it, apparently it's a Nebraska thing. Uh, that's what I was told, that it's a Nebraska thing. And I... I was upset about it then, and I'm upset about it now. You must be talking about Mercedes. I am talking about Mercedes. That's not the first person I heard that from, but she did verify it. And so, uh, yeah. That's, that, I, is, that is wasting perfectly good cinnamon rolls. <laughs> yeah. I can't, and, I can't verify that the chili's good or not, but it's hard to mess up cinnamon rolls. Hard to mess up chili. You can. Oh my God. And there we go. It's right there. I'm trying to tell you. It's a real thing. A dash of cinnamon is perfect. In ch okay. She said that's cinnamon. a dash of, my bad. of cinnamon. My bad. Not, that's not, not cinnamon rolls, though. 
Cincinnati chili has cinnamon and chocolate. What is going on on this planet? All right, look. I'm, let, let me, Jonathan. I sure. need you to not just run for office. I need you to win, and then I need you to become a small status very quickly and really? ban just a small, just a little statism, just a little statism, just a little statism, and ban cinnamon or cinnamon rolls from chili, please. My God, you know there. Um, there's a law somewhere in Georgia. Um, it's one of those silly laws that. People just, uh, you know, they feel like they have to legislate if they're in office. They've got to make stuff illegal. They have to seem like they're passing laws and nobody goes and checks what the laws are actually saying. And uh, there was there was one that was um, uh, you can't have ice cream in an ice cream cone and put that ice cream cone in your back pocket. If it is Sunday. Yeah, you No. Are you serious? Yeah, that's a that's a that's a real law. My um, my my civics teacher taught us about how um, the legislative process works and how sometimes they sneak in stuff to bills. And um, that was that was a, she had a whole list of just bizarre things that have been rammed into the legislative process, and that was one of the things. That is the worst description of pork I've ever heard. Yeah, so if if that kind of if that counts as statism, which I guess it, it does, I don't think yeah. it's enforceable. Um, but <laughs> but would, maybe maybe we can slip in some cinnamon roll pork, you know, banning the cinnamon rolls in the chili, put it in the pork, and me and you'll be happy. Yeah, yeah, I'll Nebraska, be happy. Nebraska, not so much. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska will have to deal with it. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Tanya says there are crazy laws out there that I can attest to. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's absurd, you know, and that that's one of the reasons that we have to. Uh, and I'm talking, I'm not just talking about being able to put a, a ice cream cone in your back pocket. There are way more intrusive and oppressive tyrannical right. laws on just right in our face that we have to deal with. And so, other than quali qualified immunity what else uh, do you plan on tackling once you get into congress i'm gonna say you're gonna win oh yeah i'm definitely going to win um it's there's no question about that um but you know some of the some of the things any anything that's a victimless crime i am 100 percent um i'm 100 percent for decriminalization of of all drugs um i wouldn't i don't i don't do the legalization thing because I don't want the state getting involved in, uh, you know, creating these, these industries around, um, around drugs. And that's not, it's not from a advocation of doing drug standpoint. It's just, I don't think that the state needs to be involved in it at all. And we'd be a lot safer if we didn't have things like no knock raids where police are busting in because we have drugs that are illegal. Um, so th that's, that's one of the things, um, essentially any, anything the government does, I'm probably against it. Um, right. whenever, whenever you ask me what I want to tackle, I want to tackle everything that's going on. I, I want, we, I'm, I'm a, I want the government to be so small that I forget 
that it exists and a strong wind could probably blow it away. Um, I like that. <laughs> so yeah, I, like I think that. that's the best way I can answer your question. No, that's great. Yeah. That's actually like more of a monarchist point of view, which is uh, something that we, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a very practical person, a very pragmatic person. So sure. uh, I believe in the libertarian uh, approach first, and then we can cycle down to the minarchist mm -hmm. approach, and then we can eventually evolve into the anarchist approach um, on right. a small I, scale. I want, I want to set the world free. So whenever I uh, move to the woods and live out mm -hmm. alone, I don't have to worry about the government getting involved in my life. Um, you know, I, I, I love, I love being out in nature in the wilderness and camping and things like that. And that's, that's my dream is to be able to move off and have my nice, uh, my nice house with my solar farm and live off the grid, uh, have my garden and, and raise dachshunds. I want to have a whole pack of wiener dogs and, <laughs> and, uh, Best thing and, I've ever heard. And 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 the government. I hang on. I'll bring. I'll bring. Uh, I'll bring Cletus. Everybody likes sing a sing a puppy. We got Cletus here. Cletus. Yeah. Yeah. Super cute. Um. So I, I, the government will be involved in almost every single one of those things in its current state. It'll be involved in the solar panels. It'll be involved in whether or not I can sell what I grow in my garden. It'll be in, involved in, you know, how I deal with my animals, which I'm going to take great care of them. But it'll be involved with every single one of those things. And one of the other things that will be involved in is, you know, I, I'm from South Georgia originally. And, you know, there's farming land everywhere. And, you know, with farming land, you're going to have people using pesticides, things like that. And, you know, that you've got situations where the government makes it legal for certain amounts of their pesticides to get into the water table. If I'm if I'm living off the grid and I've got, uh, you know, a, a water purification system and things like that, then that's fine. And and but not everybody is going to have those kind of things like I'm I'm the kind of person that uh, I'm very. I'm very environmentally conscious, or at least I try to be, but I don't think it's the government's place to be involved in those kind of things. But where I think it does become the government's place, or at least some form of government, probably the local government, is enforcing property rights. Like I don't, I don't think that, um, like I talk about, I've talked about this all the time um, with with my friends down here, is specifically like crop dusters. I grew up across across the road from a farm and my mother had respiratory issues and for an entire section of the year she couldn't she couldn't breathe like almost every single day and it was I could go outside and I could watch them fly the crop dusters over and they would turn on their stuff before they even got to the farm across the street and they would blast our yard with defoliant for cotton and it killed all of our killed most of our trees and that right there is is an invasion of our uh, of our property rights but there's nobody to enforce that kind of stuff because you don't you don't own the air above your house 
you know, your property, um, your property in the government size, you, you own what I think it's something like a hundred yards into the air <laughs> and that's it, which is insanity to me. Um, so, so it's things like that. Like I, I'm definitely, I, I don't necessarily call myself an anarchist, but I call myself more like a, like a mutualist because I really don't like fall into like the whole like ANCAP or like whatever and whatever that gets thrown around everywhere. Well, yeah. Labels are weird. I, yeah. Cause I, I feel like there's so many different things that are good from all over the place and you can kind of mix all those kind of things together. Um, but when, if there is going to be some form of government, which there will always be some form of government, I think one of the biggest, one of the biggest things that has to be secured is the right to yourself and the right to yourself applies to your property and the right to yourself applies to your money. And that has to be strongly enforced. No, nobody should be able to um, do anything to me or my property or my money that I don't consent to period. And I don't feel like that's unreasonable. It sounds no. like it. That sounds like extremist talk. No, but. it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like absolutely normal talk to me. I guess I'm an extremist, apparently. According <laughs> to Jonathan Reel's labels, I'm an extremist. Yeah. I, do you I, listen? I didn't create the labels, but that's that's the yeah. kind of stuff that they would they would they would call somebody like that. Um, depending on who I'm talking to somebody will call me like a left-wing extremist and it's somebody else will call me a right-wing extremist depending on who i'm talking to um same yeah it's insane and it's like i just i just don't want people to hurt me or my loved ones or my stuff yeah. that's not that's not that extreme of an idea nope just leave me alone it really leave is me alone absolutely <laughs> I had to put this one up here because sure. I mentioned that um, uh, I a lot of people from around the world watch the show and they comment mm -hmm. on my page and stuff. So, Laz, uh, hello from the UK. That's what's up. Thank you. Um, I want to try to get into some comments here. A lot of it is food related. Oh, and I see some uh, wiener dog stuff, so that made me excited. Saw some, yeah, saw some <laughs> wiener dog stuff. Oh, 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 I like this one right here because I hate, absolutely hate civil asset forfeiture. I absolutely. Hate, I hate all uh, – I'm sorry. I'm just not reading it. All I caught was civil asset forfeiture. I hate all of those things so much. <laughs> yes, very bad. Um, so All of those things need to go yesterday. If not sooner. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no question. Let me ask you this. Um, sure. Oh, that was that was the state chair of the Libertarian Party of Alabama. So yeah. yeah. Hi, Miss Laura. Laura, I'm going to, you know, you're going to comment on my live, right? You know, I'm going to call you out, Laura. I am like a steel trap of information for some reason. It's kind of a curse. Uh, <laughs> she said that she would not come on my show, or let me say it this way. She said that she was very, um, I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to word it right. She, she was, uh, we, she may come on the show. Let's say that she's the state chair of Alabama as, uh, she's, she's camera shy. 
She's camera shy. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. She's going to get mad at me for butchering that right there, but I was trying to be very careful. Uh, I've, I, I don't know why. I've actually been try, I'm trying to be very careful with my words all tonight. I'm not sure why. I think it was the Twitter war I got in earlier. Oh, so, man. What happened on Twitter? <laughs> uh, well, you know, you can't bully my friends. Oh, so, absolutely. There you go. It just is what it, I'm not one for fighting, um, but I'll violate the nap. If you shit on my friends, I might punch you in the mouth. And so don't be a dick to Brian. Uh, to, to Brian. I've got Brian right here. My Don't be uh, a douchebag to Laura. Don't be a douchebag to Jonathan. That's just who I am. Um, and so it, it got me kind of messed up with my language tonight. So for that, I apologize. Um, going back to the topic. Oh, as you changed to the brick format. There we go. Laura, no, we're, seri- oh, me, we're serious now. Me, we're serious now. Let me get back to Laura. She says, I just hate putting on makeup. Well, you've been called out live. So now you have to come on the show. Nobody cares if you wear makeup, I would assume, except probably you. And so there we go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You ain't right. You ain't wrong, Stephen. Twitter is a dumpster fire, but you crap on my friends. So I'm going to come after you. And then uh, that. That <laughs> we're we're family. I, I'm a married a boy from Shreveport, but you're in South Alabama. Where's di- this? Is what I want to get to before we got distracted. Sure, comments. sure, sure. Where sure. is where is District Two of Alabama? So District Two of Alabama, uh, like I was saying before, is um, it's right in the southeast corner of Alabama where Georgia, Florida, and Alabama meet. And that's, that kind of expands out a little bit. And then it kind of does, uh, I, I've made made jokes about how it kind of, have you seen the little jokes where they talk about how districts sometimes look like a Pokemon? Um, <laughs> have you seen those memes? So <laughs> so uh, I did one for hours and I made it Bulbasaur because it's like a little block oh. down here. And then all of a sudden it's got something that comes up, like this little thin part, and then it goes, whoop. <laughs> And circles in some more up that's not even anywhere close. You know they could have they could have made this nice clean district, but that's not how they do that. Um, whenever they're drawing their districts, so there it is, right there. Yeah, yeah. But there they they get to draw the districts for their elections to keep them in office to do mu- to do work for their friends who give them money to run for office and keep the districts how they want them. That's that's the system that we're in. And the crazy thing about Alabama is that about 85 percent of the races in Alabama only have one person running. They're completely unopposed. Wow. It's in, yeah, it's insane. Well, but you say, well, then it'd be really easy for libertarians to get in office then. Right. Well, in a fair election system, that that would be the case. <laughs> Um, but whenever you have situations where like you have to get 65,000 signatures to run candidates, um, it becomes slightly more difficult. Um, <laughs> Alabama, <say>. <laughs> Alabama's got some of the worst ballot access laws in the country. Um, Tennessee's pretty bad too, but at least they have uh, the ability to run as an independent for a fairly low threshold. Um 
Alabama, even running as an independent and not running third party, is still a sizable amount of, of signatures that you're going to have to get. Um, so we've got our work cut out for us. Um, so far, uh, I, going back to why, why I ran for office to begin with, um, one of the other reasons was that in Alabama, to run for state house, state senate, governor, any of the statewide races, anything that is state of Alabama, not not U.S. Congress or U.S. Senate, to run for any of those offices, you have to wait until one year before the election to be allowed to fundraise or spend money for your campaign. And then when the state house goes into session, you have to suspend your campaign during that time. So it creates this, this weird window where you can only run for a certain amount of time. And if you are coming in as an outsider, you're already in a, at a monetary disadvantage. You're always going to be at a monetary disadvantage if you're not running as a Republican. So you're at a disadvantage and then they added more disadvantages. They make you take a break. Um, they do all this stuff. And so I decided that I would use running for office as a way to start exposing people in the area to some of the ideas. And then when we have our state house candidates, um, you know, our local candidates come to them and they say, I'm a libertarian. They've heard the name before or they've heard the term before. Um, and if I can start chipping away at some of the base for the, the other two, the, the two status parties right. now, while no one else can really um, effectively campaign. I mean, you can announce that you're running, but it, running without spending or taking in any money, um, they it's it's very difficult and they definitely show you that you have to buy your way into office. They they have proven that. Um so yeah, that's that's one of the things that got me into it is is to try and elevate some of the candidates that I think are going to um have massive showings in their in their local area. And the way I look at it is if you can have a slate of candidates and they can get out in their community and they can say, I'm running and they say, oh, I'm running as a libertarian. And you get that message, that, that, that name, that branding out to those people. And you have a consistent message for as many different races as possible. Some of that is going to trickle up to me running for Congress. Some of that is going to trickle over to the other people that are running for that are running for dog catcher and that are running for city council and that are, that's running for state senate that's running for state treasurer and if we can have a large slate which is definitely the goal here in alabama if we can have a large a large slate of libertarians on the ballot and they're all out campaigning and there's a unified front saying that there's definitely something wrong with the system and we can't keep doing the same thing that we've been doing for years and years and years and years, you've seen that it's not worked. We can't keep doing that. I think we have a massive, massive opportunity on our hands, especially with the fact that 
almost every single race that we will be in will be a two-way race, a libertarian and either a Republican or a Democrat. Really? That's got to be rare. It, it, it's incredibly rare, but it's also incredibly difficult because of our ballot access laws. You know, if we, if the stakes are this, we either get on the ballot or Alabama essentially doesn't have an election because everybody's going to run unopposed. And the petition that's circulating right now will get every libertarian that's duly nominated by the state party the ability to be on the ballot. That's so, incredible. yeah. So that is that's those are the stakes here in Alabama. Either the the libertarians get on the ballot or the state of Alabama practically will not have an election. Yeah, cuz it's just going to be people unopposed. Yeah, that's that's not an election, it's a coronation. Yeah, that's all that is. I, I love that. Thank you very much. I am totally stealing that one right there. Perfectly well said. That is not an election. That's a coronation. That is well articulated. So I've got your links up here, but sure. And, and we'll get to that in just a second. We're, you know, 45 minutes plus, but that's fine. Um, what other than the, the links? How can we get your message out there? How can we make you a household name in your district to where you are um, absolutely going to crush this thing? Well, um, I mean, I, I hate to sound like a politician here, but it, the it's easiest hard. way to for for everyone to help is going to be through donating to the campaign. Okay, um, right. we we are. We have two really just awesome events that are going to be happening later this month. Um, we, the our local Libertarian Party, um, and I'll be out there helping with it. I helped organize it. Our local Libertarian Party is the co-sponsor of the Dothan, Alabama Pride Prom, which will be at, at this fun bar downtown Dothan, and that's that's the the major city for District Two, um, and then. The next day, we will be having a petition drive at the Juneteenth rally where we are actually nice. petitioning. We're petitioning, but we have a booth set up and we are going to make sure that because it's very hot here in the South, that everyone stays hydrated. So we're going to be providing free bottles of water to people as they're going about their day. Um, it's very important to stay hydrated whenever it's as hot as it's going to be. So we're hoping that we can do that. We'll draw the people in. And while they're there getting refreshed, we can talk to them about self-ownership and, and, and liberty and, and how messed up Alabama elections are. And hopefully they'll want to sign the petition. And I've got some nice uh, handouts that will be given out. I mean, just the ballot access laws should win you so many people. That's just crazy. I mean, I, you know, I always refer to Tennessee because they're about the worst but hearing what you just said, my God, you get out there and you talk to people like that. Um, we get, I'm saying you, uh, obviously you are. Uh, for the people that are watching, uh, if we can get the funds needed for Jonathan, if we get the, bo the boots on the ground to spread the message of liberty, but not just that, just most people don't know how unfair 
ballot access laws really are. And that would change a lot. I've seen it firsthand showing people like, look at these laws. This is incredible. Why can't libertarians win? Let me show you. I got the receipts. It's very easy to talk to people about um, how bad ballot access here in Alabama is because you can ask them um, when you went to vote, uh, think back to your ballot. How many times did you look at it and there was only one person running? And they'll say, well, that was most of the ballot. And then you say, do you want to know why? (laughs) And now you get to talk to them about the corruption. Now you get to talk to them about all that stuff that's going on. And at that point, you're in a you're in a position where it's not just you're a politician who's running. The people that are running in the Libertarian Party in Alabama, they're not just politicians that are running. They're regular people that are trying to ensure that Alabama actually has an election. And when you're the person who's actually trying to make sure that there is an election, you're obviously more trustworthy than the person who's already in office. <laughs> right? <laughs> you need to run on that. You probably are. Don't <laughs> I'm not a campaign manager at all. Please don't say I'm just saying that sounds really good to me. Uh, I love that. What you just said, it's just absolutely beautiful. Well, you know, like I said, I ran for office once before and it, you so the the laws in Georgia were not as bad as they are in Alabama, but whenever I I ran before, um, they were redistricting the districts in my hometown, and Georgia had grown in population, and they were adding one more state house district, and they just so happened to be adding it where I lived. And when they did that, the the state, I, I can't remember if it was, if it was the House Redistricting Committee, the state, Georgia State Legislator Redistricting Committee, um, they redrew where it was this nice, pretty little district down here at the bottom, with the exception of this one little squiggle that went up and went up north to the nearest major city. And then circled in this neighborhood with with somebody that was not from our district at all. And because he was technically the incumbent, um, most people didn't even know that the district had changed. And they didn't even realize that our current representative wasn't running in our district anymore. This person was going to sneakily just be given a job. Um, So when I heard about all this stuff, I decided that I was going to run and I ran as a libertarian. I've I've been in the party, I'm going to say about 10 years now. And uh, so I ran as a libertarian and the person that I was running against in the deep South um, in a heavily Republican district was a Democrat and he was running with no competition at all because the Republicans who were there didn't even know that they needed to run a candidate because they thought the Republican Mm -hmm. was, yeah, anyway. (laughs) So 
<laughs> so they they got angry at me because I wouldn't run as a Republican. <clears throat> I was running as a Libertarian. And um, so I uh, I was I was running in that and I went around to people. And I would explain when as I was petitioning, listen, here's what's happening. This person's either going to have the job or someone's going to run against him, because right now. He's 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 going to be our, our representative if, if somebody doesn't run, there's there's nobody else going to run. So I'm just trying to ensure that there will be an election because this is what has happened with the state redistricting. And I went around and I would knock on people's doors and I would tell them that. And they were always very receptive to to me, even running as a third party candidate. But then what I realized after a very short amount of time campaigning is I realized that when you actually went and campaigned and knocked on doors and talked to people, that you were probably the first person running for office that's ever talked to them. And they appreciate that. And I know that they appreciate that because so many times I've been thanked for actually talking to people that, that I want to vote for me. They say, I've never had a conversation with a politician ever in my life. Thank, thank you. And you've got their vote. If you're the person trying, if you're the person trying to actually make sure that there's an election and you're the only politician who's ever talked to them, you've got their vote. And the heart, the hardest part of, of, in my opinion, the hardest part of running is, is fundraising. I hate it. I hate asking for money. It makes the same. Uh, and that's the hardest part for me. The easiest part for me is going and talking to people face to face. It's mm -hmm. it's it's easy, and I think libertarians we don't know when to shut up, you know, <laughs> and that can be a good thing and a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And where it can be a good thing is because you'll talk somebody's ear off, and if if you're nice and friendly and you don't attack them, maybe they don't agree with you on certain things, but you can find something that you definitely agree on. And you go out and you're talking to people and you're, like I said, you're nice and you're friendly, you're not combative. You're probably gonna be the first person that ever ran for office that ever talked to them. You can get their vote. It's running for office is not that hard as long as you don't mind asking people for money. That's just my personal yeah. opinion. <laughs> That's uh, so why I'm never running for office. <laughs> I, look, hey, I'm doing my part. I'm going to put you on the show and, and let everybody that I can possibly uh, from Alaska to Florida to the UK. And I've got a lot of fans in Australia, South America, Africa. Um, yeah, I'll put you on the show because you're built for this. Uh, you'll earn this. And I think that's very important. Um, I am not. I would rather just sit here and let you do all the work while I promote you because you're the right fit for district two of Alabama. And I think that's very freaking obvious. So uh, I'm not sure how many people I have watching this show from district two Alabama, but for those, of you definitely have some fans here because I, I told uh, a few people that I was going to be on the show and they were like, why didn't you tell me sooner? Thanks. I watched that show. So you definitely have nice. some people. So that's awesome. Well, the, those people are probably already voting for you, but still love yeah, the they are. Uh, so I'm talking to y'all right now. 
Those of you in that district, share this video. Put Jonathan out there. Make sure this guy gets elected into office. I'm going to go back right here. Um, I wish I would not have put that as a scroll bar. Sorry. But it is very it's easy. Very easy. I, I love the way you put everything there, dude. <laughs> Jonathan.cash. That's give right. That some, give that dude some money. And then the other, very easy, vote for Jonathan.com. That's right. And so uh, we've got very uh, – look. I know that it doesn't. It, it seems like we got a long time till the 2022 elections. We do not. We do not. That stuff is right around the corner. Do not hesitate. Do not wait. Uh, if Jonathan's got any sort of uh, paraphernalia, bumper stickers, T-shirts, flags, anything like that, drop it in the comments. If you don't, get with me behind the scenes, and we'll see what we can't do to make that happen. Uh, donate. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? So I if if I know we got to wrap this up, we're getting too long. Um, but I do I do have I do have T-shirts that are on sale right now. Nice. Um, and so before you see the T-shirt, I'll, I'll tell the viewers, and I hope that they go buy one. Um, I'll tell this tell this little story. It's one of my favorite stories. So whenever I was a kid, um, the '96 presidential election was going on. And I was at school and the kids were talking about how, well, Bill Clinton uh, is running against Bob Dole and Bill Clinton's got to win because Bob Dole's going to get rid of the chocolate milk in the lunchroom. And I was, I was, none of this is verifiable. I went back and checked as an adult, <laughs> Bob Dole wasn't getting rid of the chocolate milk. But as, as a kid, I was like, well, we've got to oh, do something. Fine. Stop this <laughs> chocolate milk thief. Bob Dole, we've got to get rid of him. <laughs> so, so I go, I go home, and uh, my my mom uh, was the first person I talked to about it, and she was one hundred percent going to be voting for Bob Dole, and there was no changing her mind. And so, I uh, I realized that if I just maybe could convert my grandparents, then maybe I could save the chocolate milk. They'll listen to me. <laughs> I'm the grand, I'm the grandchild. They'll listen to me. So I go to my grandparents and I'm like, granny, you, you, you can't vote for Bob Dole. He's going to get rid of the chocolate milk. You got to vote for Bill Clinton. And she, matter of fact, and you're from the South, so you can 100% appreciate this. Just looks at me and just is like, I ain't voting for either of those shit asses. <laughs> and I was very confused because there's only two people running, right? Well, she informed me that day as a child that there's always more than two people running. Amen. And that moment changed my life. Um, the All the way through school, every time there was a mock election or something like that, and they would allow kids to get up and talk about, um, you know, who their candidate was. I was always getting up, bringing up the third party candidates, letting the other kids know. And every single time third party candidate would win in a fair system where equal time is given to the other candidates. It always happened. And years down the line, um, you know, I was very, very happy that I could run for office as a third party candidate. And recently my, my granny passed away from COVID and um, when she died with her stuff, 
I found one of my campaign flyers. And uh, that, that moment meant a lot. And so I decided that the best way to honor my granny, because it took it, it takes time to process stuff like that. But I feel like the best way to honor my granny was to put out that message. We don't vote for shit asses. That's- and so that's what that's what T-shirts we have for sale right now with my campaign. And they all the money goes to my campaign. But that's that's the story. People call them the granny shirts because I guess it's not as friendly to say as the shit ass shirts but there we go i I am loving it um i have to have a shirt that says don't vote for shit asses and i'm a christian i never hardly ever cuss but that's freaking great and um that wow that we should have let off with that look uh i will for those of you that are looking for a volunteer job to help produce this show and cut and edit, that is your first job. I want you to take this story that he just told and clip it out of here and post it everywhere about that grandma show. Or that I'm sorry, that grandma story. I'm very excited right now. That's fantastic. You do, do you have a shirt right now with you? Oh, I I I don't have one right now uh, with me. They're around okay. somewhere, hey, but I've got them. That's okay. That's all right. Look, when we get done here, take sure. a picture of it and post it in the comments and send it to me a messenger and I will crop it, edit it and all that. And we will put that on blast. I'll give you, give me the link oh, to, yeah. to your merch and all that. We'll put that everywhere. No way that a hundred percent of this audience isn't going to buy that shirt. Guaranteed. Yeah, we so, we've already had to do. This is our second run of the shirt. Um, we 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 did a run, and then a, a, as soon as we were done, people were like, "But I was going to buy one. I didn't get to get one." So we're this is our second run of them. So I'm excited about I'm excited about uh, getting. I feel like that's an important message. I know it's a little bit off color, and no. but it, I think the message stands true. You know, um, the, the people that's I. What else are you going to call these people that are in office? You know? Yes. Yes. I mean, I absolutely love that story so much. I'm so glad I didn't know it before you said it. Uh, That's a remarkable story. Like you're trying to lobby for chocolate milk and she goes, I ain't voting for either one of them. What are you talking (laughs) about? It changed your life. That those moments. And that's why I harp so much on these little specific tiny moments in our lives with people that you may know, you may not know that little significant sentence change your life. And, or at least I feel like it did. You're running for Congress now. Yeah. (laughs) So get us the link to those shirts. Uh, I already have your information for Jonathan. I actually, I actually think, um, I believe, uh, let me verify this. I should know all this. Um, I believe that voteforjonathan.com slash shitass takes you to the shirt. You're already right there. Look, already. You just you just told us what yeah, voteforjonathan.com slash shitass will take You're you to the t-shirt. Me. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Hold on. I'm sorry. I got I have to. Vote for Jonathan. 
Did you say dot? Vote for Jonathan. Com. What? Overjonathan.com. You just add to the link that's right there at the bottom. Shit oh, ass. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. will take you to the t-shirt to where you can buy them. Oh, that's just, that's ridiculous. We try to stay on top of the marketing and the campaign. <laughs> Who would not want to buy that shirt? I understand if you're a Christian like myself and you're not going to advertise that. <clears throat> but given the story, um, yeah, buy that shirt. <laughs> most libertarians aren't Christian. So, well, uh, I don't, I don't think this is just my personal belief. Um, I don't think that, uh, that bad words are the problem. It's bad actions. Oh uh, yeah. There is and no and I, I grew up, I grew up in, in church and, um, you know, I, I have, I have my own beliefs. I'm not going to say that I specifically, um, land exactly with any, type of, of church or whatever, but I, you know, I've got my own, my own beliefs and, and that's, that's one good. of them. It's all good. I'm just telling people that, uh, you know, support this because that's a phenomenal story and, and every, <laughs> who would, I'm sorry, but, oh, Laura, nobody Laura, said you Laura can't loves, cuss. Laura loves this story. And nobody Laura, said I told that story. I told that story because I know that I know that you and a lot of people in the Libertarian Party of Alabama love that story. But just know, there are some people in our state party that do not like that story because it says the no-no words. Okay, well that's dumb to me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I will put that out on Front Street. Um, you got to speak to all people, and uh, the no-no words are just words. I, I bad, want to show us. bad actions. Bad actions are the the problem. And right yeah. now, the people that are in office, in almost every single office, they're doing bad actions. No and question. if if we say some some bad words describing their bad actions from time to time, and it keeps them from doing bad actions, then I think. We're the winners and we came out on top. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's there's a, a ton of people out there that are going to act wholesome, sound wholesome, but they are far from it. I would rather people be upfront and transparent as I try to be as much as possible and as clearly you are trying to be as much as possible because that's the message that reaches people. Uh, they want to see honesty. They want to see the stories about grandma changing your life with one sentence. They want to hear that stuff. And so um, we'll do everything that we can to get you. I can't help it. I got to throw it up there again. There it is. Jonathan.cash. Vote for Jonathan. Buy that shirt right there. You know you want it. Oh, my God. You know you want it. They're, so, they're a cool uh, shirt, and they're very well made. They're not a cheap shirt. Like, they're full professional screen printed, not like print on demand. They're the, the t-shirts that'll last forever. Like the shirt will fall apart before the design will fall off of it. Like <laughs> It's going to, you're going to be wearing that shirt. You'll be wearing that shirt for 10 years. If you don't lose it in a tragic voting accident. <laughs> that, that could very well happen. That's already happened to me. And I haven't even ordered the shirt yet. <laughs> but I've already lost it in a boating accident. 
So those anything, boating accidents are, are rough. <laughs> they are rough, man. They seem to be going around our community for some reason. Like, stop buying bad boats, libertarians. <laughs> <laughs> is, exactly. there any, is there anything else you'd like to add or any other way we can help you get into Congress and immediately? Um, no, I, I really don't think so. I, right now, we're really just focusing on getting donations rolling in. We want to be at as many different events in the community. And most of the time when there's a community event, they're going to charge you 100, 150, 200 bucks just to set up there. And we want to be at everything. Yeah. If we're not getting in donations, it, it, it starts to add up for, um, myself, my, my campaign staff, uh, the, the people that have volunteered to help me, they, they account for so much of the donations uh, to my campaign. They're always throwing their own money in. And I'm always like, why are you doing that? Don't do that. You don't that. Well, we believe in what you're doing. So right. that's 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 humbling. But um, it definitely adds some pressure to win whenever <laughs> the people that are trying to help you are spending their own money. Um, but yeah. yeah that's that's really the way we we want to be out and talking to people as much as possible um videos and posts on facebook they're all great and they all have their own little purpose you know that that will reach someone presumably that's you know out of my reach where i'm not like exactly in their city or something like that you know i'm um and they'll see my face on the internet or something like that. And then maybe they'll get involved. And then at that point it's like, Oh, well they want to be involved. Maybe I'll, I'll go do some stuff over there in a little small town that I didn't even know existed. You know, in Alabama, you've always got these little, little small hole in the wall. What would you call it? What's, what's this, what's smaller than a small town? They're not even like just hole in the wall. Yeah. Hole in the wall. Um, yeah. You've got these little, just like four population towns that'll just be right there. Well, I want to go talk to those people, but all that takes money as well. You know, finding those places, driving those places. Yeah. I, that's, that's the problem that I have with running for office is asking for money, but I, since I'm running, I'm going to do it. So please <laughs> give me money. That's right. Jonathan.cash. It's very, very easy and simple to do. Jonathan.cash. Well, thank you, my friend, for coming on. Um, we'll get all them links up there and advertise sure. so that we can get you uh, going, get as much as possible. Thank you very much for coming on, my friend. Thank you for having me. And to Absolutely. all you libertarians out there, be nice to people. Be nice to people. Thank you. That's, that's always a great message. I say it all the time. Thank you, my friend. I'll talk to you very soon. We'll definitely catch up with you on the campaign. All right. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. But thank you all very much. It's awesome. I think that dude is absolutely incredible. Um, please donate to his campaign, uh, Jonathan.cash. Please buy his T-shirts. You know you want one. Uh, there it is. And so um, I will see you all very soon. Join the Seafood Caucus. Donate to the Muddy Waters Media event. Um, I love you very much. And I am going to check out of here very soon as soon as I can hide this. Thank you. I'll see y'all again Wednesday night, same Cajun time, same Cajun channel. Love y'all.